This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Dine Local SD, serving up the latest in the San Diego culinary world with a pinch of history. Hello, welcome to the Dine Local SD podcast number 56. We are serving up the latest in the San Diego culinary world with a pinch of history. Today, we welcome one of my favorite chefs ever, Chef Brian Malarkey. Hello. Hello. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. Um, I stalked you out online like any good podcast host would. Yes. And I found um, this little blurb about you. May I read it aloud? I don't know what it is. (laughs) It says... (laughs) We'll decide after. Okay, good. It says, Chef Brian Malarkey has created 15 wildly successful restaurants across the United States. His latest venture, Urban Wood, located in San Diego's buzzing gastronomic neighborhood of Little Italy, has been awarded with numerous accolades. Urban Eatery, I'm sorry, I just made that up. Urban Wood was named one of the country's biggest restaurant openings of 2016 and one of America's 10 best restaurants by USA Today and Restaurant of the Year by Eater San Diego. And just recently, um, San Diego Magazine came out and said um, uh, that Troy Johnson, who I absolutely love, um, I love him on this review. There's been yes, some other reviews, sure. Troy. You know you weren't good to me on. Um, but uh, just named us Best of the Best. Awesome. And San Diego Magazine. Um, so we're super excited about that. Such an honor. We've won a lot of design awards. Mm. Uh, Chef Shane McIntyre, myself, and the entire culinary team there, and our incredible uh, beverage program, and our service staff, and our little sister, Urban Eatery. Um, the place just drips with passion, and it's just a magical building, mm-hmm. and it's a really amazing restaurant. And I just, you know, um, to date myself and uh, really kind of put it out there, like the great A-team used to say, <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. There you go. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, it's been kind of one, well, from my perspective, it's been one long, strange trip for you from like Ocean Air <laughs> to Top Chef to Searsucker and other fabrics. Oh my. And I feel like, like when I first walked into Urban Wood, I think I was there like to, actually I went to the opening, I went to the friends and family who invited me to, um, but I walked in and was like, oh my gosh, like this is the, this is the dream. It is the dream. Right? It like, really is. And I just like felt it when I walked in. Like I remember walking into Searsucker like the first week and being like, that's cool. Yeah. And then I remember walking into Urban Wood and being like, oh, like, like I get it. Like this is why chefs like fight and struggle and do all the things because of this. Um, you know, we, yeah, it has been a long, long, strange trip. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I moved down here 15, 16 years ago to open up the Ocean Air Seafood Room and we won all the awards on that one, too. Yeah. And that was a chain restaurant, but we kind of drove it the way we wanted to and did a lot of the fun things. Um, and then um, wonderful, fun turn on uh, Top Chef. Mm-hmm. And then the um, great uh, financial su- support from some local investors and stuff and opening up Searsucker, which, again, won all the great awards yeah. and really kind of took off and really got the gas lamp kind of fired back up again. Um, and then it got real wild. <laughs> <laughs> And then there was uh, the burlap, which for those of you who went to burlap, you know that was fun. Uh, A restaurant that actually probably closed because it was too fun. Too fun. Too much fun. (laughs) Too much fun. Turned into a nightclub. It was out of control, uh, but really fun with the, um, what do you call it, Asian cowboy cuisine. Yes. Then we went out east to La Mesa with Gingham, mm. our endless summer barbecue, fried chicken. Yeah. Look at that. I was fried chicken. You like were. I was too early, right? <laughs> Richard Blaze comes in here and gets all the good eggs. Um, 
So uh, then we went over to Little Gabardine and mm. Point Loma, which was our Portuguese seafood bar, which I just love. I hung out there a lot. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you did. I, did. I remember that. Yep. And, um, and then we went to La Jolla with the beautiful herringbone, which oh, is yeah. pretty spectacular. Um, and then it got even crazier. Um, and then there was some ups and downs and all arounds and people crashing and things going down and closing restaurants and opening restaurants. And in the middle of all that, we sold the majority interest to Hawkesson in yeah. Las Vegas. Fantastic. Who have taken Seersucker and Herringbone all the way from Cabo to Hawaii really? to L.A. to Vegas Woo. to Texas. Oh, my gosh. So um, they're expanding. And about three or four months ago, I resigned because two years ago we opened up Urban Wood, yep. Urban Eatery. And uh, Urban Eatery's little cafe, grocer, market, wine shop, bakery, connected to the big girl, Urban Wood. And that's a H-E-R-B out there for people nice. who are thinking it's urban. It's not. Um, it's herb. Herb. Like the British or the Australians, say it. And then um, we also have our amazing campuses that we've been running with the Alexandria Group up wow. off of Genesee in the Torrey Pines area. Uh, there's Green Acre Campus Point. Greenacre Nautilus and uh, Farmer and the Seahorse right across from the Lodge at Torrey Pines. Yeah. So I've been to all of them. I've been to all the things you just said. Really? Yeah. That's a, that's 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 quite an adventure. I know, so right? Fifteen. I, I, I think we did more than fifteen right yeah. there. So um it's really fun. So by by just kind of resigning from Hawkesson and letting them do what they want with the Searsuckers and Herringbone and I wish them well mm-hmm. and still maintaining some equity in that company. Um, it's really fun to really kind of downshift because I was just traveling so much and yeah. moving around and it was just overwhelming to be honest. Um, now I get to just hang out with Chef Shane McIntyre, Urban Wood and the yeah. team down there and um, our incredible team that does the life science campuses that are mainly breakfast and lunch, mm-hmm. but actually the best place ever for weddings and private events, and we do the magazine launch parties yeah. up there. Huge campuses with organic gardens and amazing games and music and cocktails, incredible uh, catering programs up there. So we have those, and it's really fun, and I've kind of been circling the wagon and redoing the menus at the Green Acres and Farming the Seahorse lately. Awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. One long, strange trip. That's one long, strange trip. And it's about to get even stranger because we have two more new restaurants in the pipe for later this year, probably early next year. And there might even be a couple more on the horizon. Really? uh, I'm doing all of this now with my original partner, Mm. Christopher Puffer. Love him. If you ever come to the restaurants, he's the bald one with the big Madonna gap tooth. Yeah, a lot of bag, bad accents going on. Thinks he's funny. Thinks he can dress really nice, you know. But, you know, just tell him he looks good. <laughs> um, so uh, so him and I, and he actually did the design on Urban Wood. Fantastic. Uh, from GM to um, yeah. designer. You two are like the power duo. Well, we, we, we have fun. Yeah. Do you remember that dinner at Island Prime? Uh, Way back in, in the 2010, day. I sat next to you and Christopher Puffer. It was my oh, first time meeting you. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. I bet it was entertaining. It was incredibly entertaining. <laughs> it was my first, like, chefy dinner. It was, like, my first time going out. Oh, nice. And I remember I was super nervous, and I sat next to you and Christopher, and you freaked me out totally, but Puffer was like, just ignore him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> good talk. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so, for my next really general question, how do you do it? Um, like I said, it's just incredible support and passionate people that work for me in my industry. Um, Chris Puffer, uh, shoulders a lot of the, the responsibilities and we're, um, very, you know, I have this amazing person that's worked with me for 
God, I don't know, seven years now, Shane McIntyre, who actually came from Island Prime um, and the Cohen Group back in the day, and he's my rock. He has no desire to do podcasts, Mm -hmm. no desire to do TV, nor print, nor take a picture, (laughs) and he works hard, and his palate is insane, and he studies cookbooks all day long, and and him and I go eating on these epic eat trips, and I'm like, I like that. Let's do something like that, and we just keep twisting it and turning it into what we want it to be, and... He just runs the the forest from day to day, and I have a, a crazy new fun uh, culinary director up at my Green Acres oh. in um, Farmer and the Seahorse, who I'm proud to publicly announce for the first time Let's right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. We have Jordan Davis, oh. who helped me run the fabric uh, yeah. properties for so long. And when he left, that's when I knew it was time for me to leave, too. Okay. So I was like, Jordan, let's get together and come on over here. Awesome. And uh, he had some other things in the line, and it just kind of worked out over time that um, that he was going to be able to come help us. Cool. So him and I have really been revamping what's going on up there and really making it, I mean, the lunch at Farmer and the Seahorse and the Green Acres is insane, so insane. I just redid uh, the little girl, the Green Acre Nautilus, and... So, see, we have something fun up there. See, Jordan's very meticulous, and mm. he's very organized. And like Shane McIntyre, they yeah. have proper order guides and channels and pricing and scheduling and overtime and all this and this and this and this. And that's cool, and that's why I pay them the big bucks, and that's <laughs> right. why they do that stuff. But I don't work like that. I'm, I used to, and thankfully yeah. I don't have to anymore. But um, I was referring to myself as Miley Cyrus up there because I was the wrecking ball. Yeah. <laughs> I would go in. Before I let him come in, I ran the farmer and the seahorse up there for about a month. Mm-hmm. And I went in and I just changed the menu. I was like, I don't like that. I don't yeah. want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. It was just like sporadic. And I was like, I hate your bread. I hate this. I this. We did this. We did this. We did this. The menu was insane. Yeah. And then Jordan walked in. I go, no, no, clean it up. Yeah. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> and so I knew that he was coming to the other venues. So he's he's knee deep and stuff down there right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to the little venue and it was amazing because it's very quick service counter stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't get to do these sort of things. I've always been kind of fine dining. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, like I, I really realized what they're eating there and I ran the menu mixes and I've been wanting to do this concept in my head forever. So I took, they had like Philly cheesesteak and hamburgers and this and this yeah. and this and this and this. And it was selling a little bit, but I was like going, how can I make something super fast? I'm talking three mm-hmm. to five minutes to get out the door, right? Yeah. And and fresh and amazing. Yeah. And so so we have this whole wraps and bowls. Yeah. <laughs> I've been wanting to do everything in a wrap or a bowl. And you can literally just go through there. And this mm-hmm. dish comes with brown rice. This one comes with quinoa. This one comes nice. with this, you know? Yeah. I, I made, I'm, I know I'm far too late world on this one, but I have my own pokey redo now. Because hey. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a pokey bowl, yeah. but I can put it in a wrap too. So you're ready. <laughs> it is so much fun. And my, my little team up there has been just phenomenal. And there's awesome. a garden. I just walk outside Gorgeous. and grab herbs and grab zucchinis and this and whatever I want um, yeah. every day. And shout out to Urban Plantation, who does a phenomenal mm, job yes. uh, keeping me going on that one. Awesome. So, like you had mentioned, that you usually do fine dining, but you also have like fast casual concepts and really, really fast concepts. And then Urban Eatery is kind of like somewhere in between. Yes. And so, A, first question, what's your favorite style? And B, like, was that strategic in your in your kind of general business plan of like to have all these different models? Diversify or... our accounts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one person I didn't give a good shout out to, and he's probably the one listening to this, is Adrian Mendoza, our oh, pastry chef that everybody loves. And our bread program and our pastry program at Urban Eatery is second to none. And the magic that he provides, Chris Poffer put it very, very kind mm. the other day, very, very perfectly. Um, he said, Adrian Mendoza is our bookend. Oh. Yes, he yeah. starts us with our amazing uh, our savory pastries, mm-hmm. our breads, and all of these things. And at the end, he wraps it up with the incredible oh. sweet desserts. Yeah. So. 
Uh, he's he's killing it. The ice cream sandwiches at Urban Eatery are second to none. I have Absolutely some in amazing. The freezer right now. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so, you know, throughout the the whole process of growing and and, and learning so much, um, we learned that we we kind of need to adjust with the times, mm-hmm. and that's what we. Uh, so. The number one growing segment is fast casual right yeah. now. And you see Richard Blaze is a genius at it because right. he has his juniper and ivy mm-hmm. and he has his crack shack. Yeah. And the line around the corner during the 4th of July weekend oh. is insane. Um, so it's the idea of uh, wage is too high. Yeah. Wage is crazy high. And I think everybody deserves everything they want. But let me charge more for what it is because we're not bringing home much money on the top sure. you know, or on the bottom. Yep. And um, so it's just really you have to, we have to change our whole focus. And the way that millennials want to eat is a lot different than what their parents wanted to eat. And, yeah. you know, so um, it's just a really fast changing form. And so you have to have that fast casual segment because yeah. – I find that I eat that a lot, even yeah. with kids and stuff. You like have to have something, but you want it good. You right. don't want to eat crap. So yeah. um, we're really kind of working on those concepts and diversifying what we're doing. And, and I think also just very greedy of us, we're having fun. And yeah. if you're just doing repetition and fine dining, all right, yeah, it's great. And it's rewarding. And you can, you can win some awards and sure. you do that sort of thing. But man, it is hard. Yeah. It is hard. The staff is huge. Yeah. You know, the prep is amazing. Uh, the show's got to be always just pinpoint accurate and everything like that. And the margins are probably smaller right. than anything else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so you had mentioned that I think Shane has been with you for the past seven years and or even longer. Yeah. yeah. And um, Jordan, you know, worked with you previously. And so like what I'm hearing is that you have you create these relationships. And I know Puffer and you have been together for a long time and, and they're lasting and they just fit and personality wise or like you know shane loves being organized and you're like the creative genius behind it all and oh so, no shane's very creative oh yes well <laughs> but, of course yes, yes. no i didn't mean he wasn't um but you know what what do you think is your your advice to creating these long-lasting relationships and building on them because it's kind of rare in the restaurant business i feel um like. well as you know that i know that <laughs> I've worked with almost every chef in town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, it just sometimes it doesn't fit. I've worked mm-hmm. for some very, very talented chefs. Mm-hmm. I've worked for some underperforming chefs. Mm-hmm. I've worked, I mean, I've worked with. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I mean, back in the day, I was like, oh, let's hire all my friends. Yeah. And, you know, like, hey, you know, I mean, it was amazing. I could throw a bunch of names out there, and but I can just do some research. You can figure it out. <laughs> but um, some of them worked a little better than others. And, you know, um, it's just it's it's very hard actually, and right. so that's why I'm pretty much naming you know Adrian Mendoza has been with me. He was my first prep cook I ever hired at Ocean Air. Really, Puffer was our AGM at Ocean Air. Shane's been with me for a very long time. Um, unfortunately, he replaced a friend of mine that was very dear to me that yeah. would probably be in Shane's position who had problems with substance abuse and stuff. Sure. So there's it's 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 kind of these different things, but you, when you find people that you have um, a cohesion with mm-hmm. and a, a great working relationship and actually a personal relationship, you know these are yeah. really great friends. Mm-hmm. Um, they are very rare, and you do try to find them. And so I, what I'm kind of saying is kind of like a racehorse. Yeah. Okay. You go through a lot of horses to get a few good ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I'm at a place right now in my yeah. life where I've got a few good ones, and they're absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. But we are constantly building the team and really solidifying more and more talent because mm-hmm. people get into this restaurant business for a lot of different reasons, and there's a lot of different pitfalls in mm-hmm. the in the business. And there's uh, that hard, hard work, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. A lot of people can't take the grind anymore, yeah. you know? 
And the good thing about the farmer, sea, farmer and the seahorse and the green acres is they're essentially breakfast and lunch restaurants. Yeah. So I can hire the family chefs, yeah. the family managers who have kids who can right. actually get home most of the time yeah. in, in time to enjoy the kids and weekends off. Awesome. Very cool. Speaking of family, you're a family man. Yes. And um, how how has that role in your life evolved over the past few years with more restaurants? It's, you, we just made a, a comment about like, I'm a chef again. I was cooking again, you know? Yeah. And like, how do you balance it all with family life and, and a bunch of restaurants? And um, Well, you know, I mean, we I, I was at 18 when I resigned. So I'm at five right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm like, everything's yeah. easy right now. Um, you know, uh, when we're kind of going through the changes that we're going through up at the campus properties, mm-hmm. we refer to them. Uh, there's a lot of grind in that. And, you know, um, I don't have, Shane has everything under control at yeah. Urban Wood. He's yeah. the, the running chef of that place. Yeah. I go in there and eat some food and give some suggestions and see how things are going. And so, I mean, I just get to walk around, talk to the guests and see what's awesome. going on. I'm in a really, really good place. Cool. Um, my wife, who probably is not listening to this because she has three small children with her right now, um, it's going to be a really rough winter. <laughs> it's going to be Sorry, really honey. rough. Um, I might, uh, I might be living in Encinitas a little bit. Yeah. I might be living, you know, downtown. Um, we've we've signed ourselves up for some hard work, mm-hmm. and that's what still makes it really exciting. Yeah. Very cool. The reward of like taking a blank canvas, uh-huh. uh, developing it into the look, the feel, the style, the food. Yeah. Um, I think there's an incredible uh, Southeast Asian Tokyo trip coming mm, up this fall. Fun. Um, and so really, really kind of continually pushing ourselves. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, so final question. Yes. Um, we kind of touched on it in the lightning round, but I'd love to hear you expand on it. When you When you get newer cooks in or newer chefs in... Um, what do you, how do you mentor them or what, or what is some advice to people who are new to the industry that want to make it a career? Because it is a very different career now than, than what you originally started in, even what I started in. Yes. Um, and so do you have any advice for people who are like, you know, watching the top chefs on TV now and thinking like, oh, I just got to do that. But it's a freaking grind, it's you know? It's a grind. Um, so, you know, um, anytime I always have people say, oh, my son, my daughter, my right. brother, my sister, somebody wants to be a chef in our life, you know, and they're thinking about going to culinary school. Should we do culinary school or what should we do? And um, there's the age old thing of doing the stage. Yeah. All right. And so I suggest anybody who has the desire to want to learn more about the business um, in California, it's a little bit difficult right now because of the labor laws and stuff like that. Uh, but. In the olden days, you used to be able to go work for free in a kitchen. Oh, we'll make you peel potatoes, you know, roll some dough, whatever it is, you know. And you get to see the pump and grind. Mm-hmm. And you get to see what the conversation is and what yeah. the feel is and what the environment's like. Um, so many people for a while, they were just going to culinary school without knowing what the the business really, really was. Yeah. You know, that you're going to make that Caesar salad 30 times a night, the exact same way the chef wanted to. And yeah. then, you know, so many young chefs, like young cooks are like, oh, chef, I was thinking about this special. And you're like, going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know you, how long, you know how long it took for me to start putting specials on the menu? Yeah. So um, it's, it's, you really have to go invest in understanding what segment of the food industry you might want to be in, mm-hmm. be it being a chef in a restaurant, um, in a retirement home, in a hospital, in a, there's so many different, you know, a yeah. catering chef, um, over a fast casual chef, a restaurateur versus, you know, you know, a mixologist, a bartender, whatever. There's so many different things to do. And you have to ask yourself, do you want to do that for a long period of time mm-hmm. also? 
Yeah. And, you know, um, right now, I, th- I think we're kind of in a crunch. There's so many restaurants. The economy's yeah. doing good right now. So everybody's opening a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people throwing a lot of money at Cook's. And there's not a lot because all the uh, Le Cordon Bleu's closed down. Right. Uh, so culinary school isn't as prevalent as it, as it once was. Um, so we're trying to get uh, a lot of the young cooks in there. And we have to teach cooks differently today yeah. than we did in the old days. Mm-hmm. In the old days, it would be like, you know, here's your $10 or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you're going to work, you're going to work your ass off. Sorry. And, um, but they, they, they worked hard today. Mm-hmm. We have to keep this, the, I, I don't, I, I find millennials to be brilliant and fun, but also they need to be constantly evolved, constantly yeah. stimulated, constantly like going, all right, mm-hmm. here we go. Now we're going to do this. Now we're going to yeah. do this because we're coming from a, a time of instant gratification mm-hmm. with iPads and TVs and Netflix. And, yeah. you know, like you get a new series on Netflix, you don't just watch one. Yeah. You like sit there like for a day. <laughs> like, it's four in the morning. Yeah. I'm still watching uh, Narcos. Uh, but um, so we just live in a society where we constantly need more, more, yeah. more, more. Yet some of our customers, like you can't constantly evolve the menu that fast sure. because people come in for the pork credo. They yeah. come in for the oxtail gnocchi. Mm-hmm. And so you have to, you know, keep giving them new dishes and challenging them. And, you know, I up there when I was making my, my wraps and bowls, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you guys. Yeah. I'm going to beat you. Yeah. I'm an old man. I'm going to whoop you. All right. You, I am so much faster than you. Yeah. Watch this. I'm more organized. I'm cleaner. I'm faster. I'm mm-hmm. doing this. So that's always fun is if you make every day kind of a little like game, a yeah. little challenge. Like who's got this? What's got that? Mm-hmm. I got that. Boom. Yeah. And so um, I've always been very fast. Yeah. Ask my wife. Oh. oh! <laughs> don't edit that out Daniel. <laughs> awesome uh hey thanks so much for being here was how long was that i got two plugs can i do, do whatever plugs? you want yeah yeah all right so um with the success of urban wood yes. she's now two and a half years old nice mature good mm-hmm. under a great new um, um we have a new general manager mm. patricio uh from sweden who's very excited about the soccer team <laughs> um but um we uh, have the opportunity. We are opening two new restaurants this fall. So I told you. Um, so it'll be this winter, actually, okay. um, in Encinitas. Okay. We have Little Sister to Urban Wood. Oh. It's Urban Sea um, in Encinitas, right on yeah. Coast Highway uh, on D Street and 2nd. Nice. Um, going through city planning right now. We love you, Encinitas. If you want to move that along a little bit faster, we wouldn't be mad. Um, but uh, 7,000 square feet, dinner wow. only, brunch on Saturday and Sunday, oyster bar, hey. because I came from the ocean air. <laughs> I love shucking oysters. And um, it's going to be absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, Chris Puffer, along with Bells and Whistles, who did Campfire and some other, oh, and yeah. Starlight and stuff, mm-hmm. are working on the design. Um, very kind of East Coast seafood, mm-hmm. really fun wood fire kitchen and grill. Uh, very approachable pasta, seafood, oyster bar. It's going to be great. Encinitas is very, very excited. Yeah. So excited that. Um, we have a phenomenal new investor up there oh. who reached out to me on Instagram Gotta to say, hey, you're coming to my town. I really like the way you do things. I like Urban Wood. Yeah. So Tony Hawk is Whoa! our newest investor up there. So I'm super excited That's about that. Awesome. And um, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and then also we put together uh, another group. Or actually, it's the same group. It's a two-for-one group. Mm-hmm. We're opening uh, Nat Bosa. Do you know that name in town? I don't. Well, if you look down, 
you call it Coast Highway in Encinitas. Yes. We mm-hmm. call it PCH down yeah. down here yonder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you look down PCH, all those tall, fancy condo buildings, yes. he built those. Those are his. Oh, all right. okay. So he built those. Yep. Um, and his newest one is called Pacific Gate. It is the one that is super modern looking, yes. right kind of down by the train station yep. on Broadway and mm-hmm. PCH. Um, right across Kitty Corner from the new steakhouse that's going yep. in with a bunch of our old friends opening that one, right? Um, what What is the name of the steakhouse that they're going? Oh, they're doing the full meal service. Amy DiBiase. Oh, yeah, the Intercontinental. Right? Yes. Yeah. So we're Kitty Corner to that. Okay. Um, and we are opening Anime. Oh. And so. That's where you're going to Tokyo. Uh, <laughs> so we're, it's uh, very high. The, the building's so modern and so, mm. so beautiful and so incredible. I, I, it's, it's, we have the coffee shop we're going to do there cool. and the restaurant. The coffee shop will serve as our private dining room at nighttime. Oh. And at first, we were a little apprehensive because Puffer and I like salvaged buildings. We like old, yeah. cool buildings that we fix up. And this is brand new, yeah. shiny, modern. And we're like, oh my gosh, like what are we going to open in this? And yeah. Nat Bosa was pretty funny. He came and like said, you guys are going to open me a restaurant. We're like, oh, I don't know, Nat. This is kind of scary. <laughs> it's a weird little pocket down there. There's yeah. no restaurants. We don't know how it's going to do. And I, I think he really liked us because of that. He mm. said, is it going to do great down there? And we're like, we don't know, Nat. There's no restaurants down there. <laughs> and um, we we really thought through it and thought what we want to do and talked about it a lot. And we really love Asian ingredients. Yeah. And we did Asian before. Right. Uh, Puffer and I opened up Burlap, mm-hmm. and that was the Asian cowboy, but it was more kind of whimsical and yeah. comical. But we had duck and oh, it was great. like miso hollandaise on your steak yeah. and stuff, you know, Delicious. really funky fun. And so this is going to be a Japanese steakhouse. With Southeast Asian street roots Ooh. and a touch of aloha. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so if you're ever in the mood for yeah. a Japanese steakhouse with Southeast Asian street roots and a touch of aloha, anime will pop into your head. You'll be like, oh, of course. Funny. Yeah. I've been waiting for that restaurant to open. <laughs> it's going to be good. Awesome. And so um, we've designed the kitchen, Shane and I, with uh, charcoal grills. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be amazing. A lot of duck cooking, yeah. a lot of wagyu, um, a lot of... Um, Rather, like, no sushi yeah. because I'm not Japanese. Someone else can do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we're going with, like, Asian crudos. Yeah. And really kind of like funky street food. And like um, there's a restaurant um, in in um, San Francisco mm. that we just can't stop eating at. Yeah. It's Leo Leo Yacht Club. Okay. Um, absolutely. I mean, we're going to make our own spam in-house. It's going to oh. be absolutely over the top. That's a uh, The... The cafe, the coffee shop, will mm-hmm. have the wasabi in the morning oh. and stuff like that. It's going to be really Super funky cool. fun. So. Yeah. Awesome. Very excited. Yeah. Do you have any any other exciting events or openings or anything? Um, those are pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, no. And then we've just always, you know, got our ear to the ground, yeah. seeing what else is going on. Um, just mainly just really kind of uh, dialing in what we have and really yeah. kind of circling the wagons with it. Um, really loving little Italy. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun to go down there, yeah. um, to work, to walk around all the great neighbors. Mm-hmm. There's great food all over the place. Uh, the campuses, like I said, we're doing weddings up there yeah. and all of this. And I, I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm kind of really getting into catering. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, like I don't take the catering on the road. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. No vans or anything yeah, like that. That's terrible. But <laughs> I, I, I'm intrigued by large portion plating, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and making it really good. Yeah. So awesome. it's kind of a fun little Tetris game. That is. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank so you. So fun to have you on. Well, what about you? What's Me? going on in your life? Oh, we got a lot to talk about. I'm uh, moving. I'm going to Copenhagen. Are you? Yeah. Good for you. Thanks. They oh, don't want to hear about oh. it. They're, they're just here to see you. We'll talk oh. after. <laughs> um, 
Uh, hey, if you guys want to follow Chef Brian Malarkey, check him out on Instagram at Brian Malarkey. Um, you can also go to brianmalarkey.com. You can go to urbanwood.com. You can just Google Brian Malarkey and you will be entertained for hours. I was. Um, and then to explore the San Diego food scene with us, head on over to dinelocalsd.com where we highlight restaurant menus and ongoing specials. Remember to stay connected with us on Instagram and Facebook at dinelocalsd for upcoming podcast guests and awesome giveaways. Hey, speaking of giveaways, we're going to do a $100 restaurant giveaway to Urban Wood. So sign up for our mailing list. Stay tuned. We're going to announce it's going to be something from this podcast that Brian said, and you're going to have to know it. And then you could win. And then you could take me there because I like it. All right. Uh, I do. I forgot one thing. Oh, yes. I do have one. I have a fun summer thing I'm doing. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I love horse racing. Yes. That's why I referred to Imagine Dragons earlier. And I also referred to um, uh, great uh, chefs and managers as finding a good racehorse. Mm. Um, I love Del Mar. And every Sunday this oh. uh, summer meet, you will be able to have brunch with Brian in the Turf Club. So <laughs> Chef Barry and myself are designing a really cool menu up there. Cool. And um, it's just a lot of fun. You get to spend, I think it's 100 bucks, and which sounds like a lot of money, my friends. But you get to go in the Turf Club. You get your own yeah. table. You get bottomless mimosas or bottomless uh, totally Bloody Marys. It. And you have a three-course breakfast meal to Whoa. enjoy. And after you win a couple races, You've got the money back in your pocket and you're getting it for free. So free brunch with Brian at Del Mar Races all summer long. I love it. I'll see you there. All right. Thank you. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and give us a rating on iTunes. Thank you. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.